Hey guys, this is Brett Young, Taylor Young, and Rod Erb, and you're tuned in to the Be Extraordinary Podcast with Urban Young. Real conversations about business, leadership, and personal development. Welcome back to another episode of the Be Extraordinary Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Rick Havron in the building, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you so much for being here, sir. Thank you for having me. What an honor. Forward to this. What an honor is right. We, we, as soon as uh, I walked in, I saw Rick here and I said, there's a legend in the building. So <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's oh, go, man. man. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So fun. So fun. Man, so he, I think the last time we were together... Before we turned the mic on, I think I said I needed a uh, rematch at Interlochen because I think I put 12 uh, in the woods high to the right. I've been working, <laughs> I've been working on my inside out, you know, like, like you know, so I, I, I promise I'm going to be a better golfer next time we go out there. We will make that happen <laughs> for sure. And, I, and I, I, will, I will not promise that I'm going to be a better golfer. <laughs> I, I will be a better time. <laughs> I have a great story that I would like to get to at some point on uh, my first experience golfing with Rick. And at Interlochen. Um, so that, that'll be good. That was a nerve-wracking that was, experience. That was humbling. That yeah. was humbling. Rick can sling it, man. He's <laughs> like, I mean, I'm in good company with Mr. Rod Erber. I was going to say, yeah. there's the player right there. So, no doubt about it. But he, 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 somebody had said the other day, they're like, it's got to be difficult to go out and play with Rod. I was like, no, it's not. He's like, well, doesn't it intimidate you? I'm like, he's actually one of the most gentle, <laughs> nice people to play with. He doesn't coach me. He doesn't, you know, give me too much. He lets me rant when I need to rant. So it, I think it's because we've played together so long. I'm sure there's many times where he actually would love to coach me. Um, but he, he does he does a good job. Oh, that's great. I know when we played one time, it was out at, uh, what's the place? Bella. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you were very good about that. You and know, a very good golfer. It's kind of like selling, right? People don't want to be sold to. Sure. People don't want to be coached unless they want to be coached. Yeah. You know, <laughs> golf is such a great game, in my opinion, of, of learning a lot about an individual as well. You know, how they conduct themselves on the golf course is pretty much parallel to how they conduct themselves no in the business question. world. So uh, I've always said if you have a potential client, uh, take them out to play golf if they play golf, and you'll see what you might get down the road mm. when you're doing business Could or what you might not more. want to do business with. So. So would you relate a, a big rate increase to a high to the right <laughs> out, out of bounds? You know, I'm not sure I've ever seen insurance rates go down. <laughs> right. Still waiting on that 30, 35 years later. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, man, I wanted to, to give a little background and, and color to the audience just as far as who, you know, who you are and who you are to us. So I'm sure I'll miss out on, on part of this, some of this journey. Um, but I, I think part of this intro is getting into your story a little bit more. I know background obviously know that uh, you attended Auburn University. War, I mean, Eagle. I, War Eagle. War Eagle is right, man. That was my introduction into uh, the Auburn family. Uh, my wife and who gets to the small world went to Auburn. And, and so I've been up to, uh, been up to Auburn with, with the Havrons and, and you guys did it right. The tailgate was special and there's, there's uh, you guys bleed it. So that, that culture is infectious. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm War Eagle. No doubt. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, late seventies attended Auburn, obviously got out degree in accounting, which is, you know, given your personality, um, I would love to hear more about that, but I, I believe your wife, Sandy was in accounting as well. Sandy was in accounting as well. She was, uh, she was actually her sophomore year when we got married. Um, I was graduating, but at that time, accounting was the only area that was getting jobs. Okay. So that's why I went into accounting. Yeah. Um, I only did it for one year. Uh, when I got out of college, I went to work for a company called International Paper Company. Mm -hmm. 
uh, because my dad worked there for 40 years. So I went there and did that for one year, and then I decided sitting behind a desk is not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So that's when I made a change shortly thereafter. Yeah, and that's what we'll get to. So that was your transition from the paper company to Florida. That is correct, into Florida, because uh, when Sandy and I got married in Hollywood, Florida, um, there was a gentleman who was involved with a company called Virginia Paper Company, and he said, if ever you get tired of sitting behind a desk, give me a call. We have a job opening in Charlotte or one in Orlando. So about six months later, I did call him, and I said, is that offer still possible? He said, sure. So we came to Orlando simply because Sandy's parents lived down in South Florida and her whole family lived here. So we made the decision to move here, not knowing anyone, and that was in 1981. Wow. So to transition to Orlando, so how did you get connected with, with uh, Cooper Sims, Nelson, and Mosley? What was that uh, initial conversation? So when we moved here, we started kind of running in the same circles with a fellow by the name of Steve Sims and Bob Sims, uh, who ended up being my business partners for a long time. Uh, and in 1986, uh, we were having a New Year's Eve party at my house, and we were standing in the kitchen. And I was about to be transferred to Tampa with my job. And he knew I didn't want to go, he being Steve. And he said, uh, hey, we're looking to add somebody to the business, possibly have some opportunities for some ownership in the future. Um, Would you be interested? And I said, "Uh, we'll talk about this when it's not New Year's Eve. (laughs) So two days later, his dad called me, who was our managing partner. And I joined the firm in March 1 of 1987. And uh, so we've been very, very good friends all that time, we have a very unique partnership, very, very similar to U3. That's what amazes me. I see the parallel between what you guys have started and have done here in your partnership relationship and what we had and still have with my two partners, uh, ex-partners, Steve Sims and Bobby Sims, since we uh, sold the agency. Um, our biggest dilemma was who was going to stay in the office because we always wanted to go on vacation together. Yeah. Our families are best of friends. Our children are very good friends. We all went to Auburn. It, 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 it was a very unique partnership, and I see that every time I see your agency and what you've done. Oh, and wow. and uh, that's why this place has, is very near and dear to me is because of that. I, I look back in the rear view, and I say, that was us oh, a long man. time ago. That's special. Man, that's compliment. One, the, one of the coolest compliments. Gives me goosebumps. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. That's really cool. And it, 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 it is. I, I've told my wife about that, and I've told Heather about that, and even my business partners, because they know you guys. And I, I said, you know, they, they're not afraid to go out and take a challenge. They have no clue what they're doing right now at the very beginning. And to see where you are today, and I think you said you have, what, 28, 29 employees and the number of locations that you're growing, that, that speaks kudos. This is not an easy business to start. It's not an easy business to stay in. And for what you've done, is, is, is you ought to be very proud of yourself. You've been extremely successful. There's wow, a bright you, future man. ahead, that's for sure. That's amazing to hear. Thank you. Got, thank got you. you on here to honor you, man. Yeah, I was just going to say this is about that, uh, you. <laughs> no, the honor is for me to be here to see you guys, especially today when I see what y'all, y'all built here. It's, it's mind-boggling. Oh, man, it's amazing, man. Well, so, so you March 1st, 1987. March 1st, 1987. And then, and then that journey, quote-unquote, ends or transitions in 2015. Um, you guys built an amazing uh, agency together mm-hmm. and I know even getting into the business um, I know 
you know, you, I, we consider you a mentor, whether it's from close for afar for a long, long time, even before for sure. I knew uh, you through, you know, my wife. So to give a little context, my wife, uh, the maid of honor in her wedding is Rick's daughter, right? So that's how crazy these circles have kind of, you know, come. And, and, and I met you after Brett met you. But uh, nevertheless, uh, one of the most respected agencies um, in Central Florida, no question about it. Um, and really seemed like you guys built a, a great size agency, but also still had that boutique feel. Um, a lot of tenured employees, um, just a lot of respect in the community, uh, and then ended up selling uh, in 2015 to Hub. And, and kind of walk us through that and what you're doing now and uh, present with Hub. Okay. Yeah, we, uh, I started, like I said, in March 1 of 87. Um, I had uh, two business partners. I actually, I was not a partner at the time. It was a fellow by the name of Britt Sims, Larry Mosley, and Tom Nelson, three very instrumental people in my life and very influential. Um, the agency was started in 1934, um, so it was a very, very long-standing agency in town. Um, we had approximately 20-some-odd employees, but I think that we were more of a service organization than I would say we were a sales organization. Um, our philosophy was kind of, uh, well, our relationship was such that it wasn't about um, so much the money aspect of it as, mu as much as it was the service. We felt like if we serviced the accounts because we are selling an intangible product, that what we are selling is service. Because when you need us, it's when you have a claim and you want us to be able to service that properly. So um, we did, we, we had a very successful agency because of our previous founders. They set the groundwork for us. Um, Steve and Bobby and I got along very well. No one was greedy. Everyone was very appreciative and trusting of the other. Uh, we never questioned if someone was out of town. Why were they goofing off? Because we knew at the end of the day uh, we had the faith in each other. Uh, we knew when it came time to handling the finances, we were all equal. You know, guys, there are going to be good years. There's going to be bad years between you on your book of business. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. At the end of the day, let's make this thing work, and let's work as a team. And we did, and it was very successful. We were extremely fortunate uh, in 2015 that a, a company came along, a larger broker firm came along and purchased us. Uh, mergers and acquisitions are big in our business, uh, and that's how they grow. It gave us the ability to expand the services that we offer to our clients, uh, some backroom support, uh, growth into some other areas of insurance that we didn't have the capability of doing uh, when we were small. Uh, and so it was, a, it was a great deal and a great fit uh, for us in our particular situation. We were very fortunate to have employees with Cooper Sims, Nelson, and Mosley. Uh, I think our average tenure was about 17 years. Wow, are you kidding? We had some that had been there 35 years. Wow. So it was, a, it was a family organization, I would say, and... Again, another parallel to what you all have here is we have two brothers and Rod, and I had two brothers as partners and myself. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. I, I did on my way out here, and I thought, you know, we people would say, Rick, that that's a family agency. No, it wasn't. They made me feel as if, though, I was a member of the family, and uh, it was just a great experience, and, and I was very, very fortunate Man, that's 
All right, so I have, uh, and now you just wrote down a bunch of stuff. I, I just did. wrote down a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I got so much stuff to unpack right there. Um, I want to just hit this right out because somebody asked me the other day, they're, they're asking me about a partnership, and they had an opportunity to do a partnership. And, and so they, I thought that was super cool of a compliment for you to call me because of our partnerships. I consider these guys just, you know, one of the shining objects in my life. Um, and, but they asked about compensation. And I said, how does you guys work it? How do you split it up? How do you do this? How do you do that? And I think that's really cool to share that because that's exactly how we are. Everything's, everything is equal, equal, equal. And it wasn't always like that in a sense of we always toggled back and forth of how we wanted this to go. And when you're starting something, you don't know anything. So you're just working your way through stuff and, you know, failing forward and figuring it out. But, you know, after the dust always would clear, we always would just say, hey, look, you know, like our positions are changing every two years you know, one person's doing one thing and then we pivot and do something else. It's like, this just makes sense for us to be all in in the same game. Yes. And it has been so fruitful. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with Rod's experience, just from his uh, experience with partnerships. You know, he was always a big advocate for doing it that way. And I'm very grateful um, that we went that route because it has given us such uh, – autonomy, relief, uh, the, the right incentives, um, but it takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of trust to know that that person cares just as much as you do, if not more. That is yeah. true. You know, and you want to put up, you want to be better tomorrow because you know your partners are, are, are being better tomorrow. So I've, I've never heard you say that, but I think that's really cool because I think a lot of people are asking themselves, this, this would be a good partnership, but what if I'm giving up too much? Or, you know, what if I'm not getting enough? And uh, what if they don't pull their weight? And so if you had somebody that was listening to this and they're thinking about partnership, you know, what, what would be, what would be kind of your advice to them? Well, I think you have to have faith and trust in your partnership, but you'll know pretty quickly if someone is taking advantage of the situation or not pulling their weight. Um, but I, we never wanted at the end of the year, when you settle up, we never wanted that to create any type of animosity between someone else, because in this business, you know, you get paid, commission and it's based off your book of business and there are times when you may have an account that you no longer have at the end of the year nothing due to what you did they may have been acquired by another entity so you're going to have ups and downs and so we just said you know guys we're just going to lay everything equal you're going to get paid you know accordingly to what you produce but then if there's anything left we're just going to divide it and that's how we're going to do it and if, if if we see somebody take advantage, then we'll address that. But I will tell you, we never did. And all the times that I may be out of town or my partners were out of town, we knew that the other would cover if something happened with one of our accounts. Sure. They actually knew our accounts. Right. We knew each other's accounts. Right. Um, yep. So it was, it was a very small, close, tight-knit partnership that I if I ever had to do it again I would do it exactly the way we did it that's awesome. I think what's fun too is people say how do you guys do it with three partners and we look at each other and go we couldn't be where we are 10 years in just getting started right I mean I, and I want to acknowledge that but it's like without three people you couldn't be running in three different directions that are all in theory producing good results right. or favorite results for the for the big long-term goal right yeah so how, how much of that you know, if somebody's vetting or trying to figure out what's best for them, because some people aren't going to be a good partner. They're just not built that way, you know. So, you know, it's not for everybody. I get that. But how much of the relationship outside of business 
makes good partnership? I think it's very big. I, I think it's very large because there's a trust factor. You you enjoy being around that individual. Yeah. Um, it wasn't always talking business when we were outside, you know, doing things together. Um, matter of fact, very rarely was it talking business. We made that decision. We're not going to talk business 24-7. Um, and I think you and I have had this conversation before, you know, when when you first, and this kind of goes off a little bit, but when you when I first got into the business, I didn't always go up to someone and ask them about their insurance or who handles this for you because I thought they knew what I did, and if they wanted my services, they would ask. I didn't want them to feel like every time I called them that I was calling them about insurance because that's the case. I, you know you know what I do. If you want my help and my service, I'll be glad to help you, uh, but I'm not going to pester you because uh, I want your friendship more so than I would like to, to do the business aspect. I, you said that one of the first times I met you, we got talking about the business, and I, I echo that, but I think it went to a new level when I heard you say that, and I have so much respect for that. It's like just you want people to know what you do, but that's where it ends, right? It's like, yeah. and then you kind of lay off and hang back, and I, I think that's one of the coolest things about you. You exude that posture, and you always have to me, where it's like if you, if you look my way, and you need something from me, trust me, I'll go to the woodshed for you. But I'm not going to be the guy that, that you, you see me coming and you start running because you're like, you're going to talk insurance. I've always, always respected that from you. I'm not yeah. that aggressive. I mean, maybe I'm, that's a fault of mine. I'm just not that aggressive 24-7 salesperson. Oh, yeah. Well, it's who you are, right? So you're being genuine to you. So therefore, right. you know, it's like you could do something else, but it's not genuine. But I'd also uh, give more color to that for the person that's listening to this is I think you're extremely active in the community. It's one thing to say I'm going to hang back and people know what I do. But I mean, if we just go down the list of all the things that you're involved in, I've, you're very involved in the community. You're very centric in, you know, Central Florida and what's happened here for a long time. So although you may not go out and you know, wear a sign, you are very interested in making friends and, you know, relationships. And in turn, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's kind of your superpower that I see. That's what served you as, as far as, you know, when I say Rick Haveron, people know who that is, which is cool. Well, I do enjoy getting involved in the community aspect of things in all kind of variety of ways. I think it's important. I think it's really important for a new person getting into the business or any business. I don't care what you're in. You need to get involved in the community. You need to try to give back that which you can, and you'll get a lot back in, in return for it. Um, I think that's how you grow your business um, in any, any type of sales operation or whatever you may do. Um, yeah. It's important to get involved and make the connections because at the end of the day, sales is still a, it's a connection with that individual that you're buying the product for, from. That's right. Um, they want to have trust in that person. They want to know who you are, and they want to know who you are outside of the work environment. Right. So yeah. I think I, that's important. It's funny, too. Like now, you know, people talk about a lot personal brand, and you'll see it on social media and stuff like that. But I've always just translated personal brand is reputation, right? Like so Rick Haveron's personal brand is his reputation in the community. Is this guy a good guy? Can I trust him? You know, what's his family? You know, like that stuff is just so still common sense as far as that, that council. I also wanted to bring is a comment actually from my wedding that you don't even know about, but, um, what a great time that night was, but, oh, um, <laughs> no, my, my dad, I think he, he shared with me this weeks after my wedding and, and, um, and he said, you know what? I had the greatest conversation with Rick Havron and I was just, uh, Rick's like, Hey, recollect. 
and it was maybe it was a brief conversation, but he said, you know, I just want to give you a compliment. You know, I think you said my sons and, and Rod and, and, you know, you've been a mentor and modeling and congratulations on all the success you've had in the insurance business or something of that nature. And your comment back was um, exuded a lot of humility, which uh, I'll follow up with a question on. But he, you basically said, you know what, we're in a great position and we grew a lot with the city of Winter Park and the city of Orlando. And you know, it reminds me of the playing in traffic, being involved, and then in a position where you have a community that's growing, and you're now, you know, become the agency in that area. But I would also like to say, humility aside, as I always thought that was a, a cool comment, what do you think that, you know, if you look back from 1987 on, over those decades, if there's one or two things that you pull from, other than the partnership, which seems like it was a huge focus, what were some focuses that you feel back? And you're like, you know, I think we did this really well. This was always something we were intentional about, and I think it paid dividends. I think staying in communication with your clients, um, not only at the time of the renewal of the insurance policy, but during the course of the year, and to call them for no other reason, just to say hello. How you doing? How's your family? I think that's, that's important. Um, it shows that you care, but you truly do care about your clients. Um, I, think, I think we need to continue to communicate. The one thing that um, amazes me right now is all the technology and the way people are communicating. I think we're getting, this is the old school me. Um, my kids will tell you, Dad, come on, grow up. But it's, it's I, I think when you're texting and you're emailing all the time as a communication, it can be taken in the wrong way. The tone of the email or the tone of the text. So just pick up the phone, make a phone call. And you know what? You're probably going to separate yourself from 99% of the people out there today. Mm. Um, I love that. And I think that's important. Uh, someone told me the other day, and I thought, you know, this makes a lot of sense. If after two emails, there still seems to be some communication problems, pick up the phone rather than keep going back with the email train. So, um, you know, I think the, the big thing is just stay in touch with your clients. Um, treat them as your friends, uh, as they are. Um, and do the right thing for them at all times. It's not always easy to deliver bad news, but the way you deliver it can have a huge effect. And I always like to say it's not the news you're going to want to hear, but it's the news that I have to deliver. And that's especially true with rate increases that we're experiencing. <laughs> it seems like that's our only phone call we always make. Huh? But um, it's just the way you deliver the news and, and treat them uh, and understand, be compassionate and understanding when they get upset. Right. Um, and also, we tried to tell the employees, you know, so many times when you're in a business and you have a rate increase of 5% or 10%, you know, at renewals, we always come back and say, well, it's only 5% or only 10%. Well, if it's your money and you got that call, I'm not so sure you take it the same way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, okay, it's 5 or 10% on top of last year's 5 or 10%. So it, it keeps growing. So I think you just need to be understanding of what the news is you're delivering and be compassionate. And, um, and, and again, it's all in the delivery of the news. Yeah, that's a subtlety, right? That could come off as flippant, right? Uh, it's only yeah. 5%. It's like, yeah. well, no, hold on a second. You know, that's sure. translating that into real money. Like, that's a lot. Didn't you give me the 5%? That, that's right. That's like exactly that, per- right. that person that says, is $500 a lot of money? And you say, not really. And say, well, give me $500. <laughs> that's, right. that's exactly right. Yeah, that's true. That's I want to I back up for just one second and just kind of set the record. When You mentioned when you were purchased in 2015, it afforded you the ability to do some things that you weren't able to do when you were small. You guys were anything but small when you were purchased. 
We were we you were you were a you were a really really seasoned long. I mean, how many how many years old at at twenty fifteen? I mean, you guys were a yeah, really we, big agency. Yeah, what I meant by that is we were an agency that I would say our book of business was small to medium size accounts. Um, by the purchase of Hub, uh, it opened the door for large accounts. There we go, and that's a whole different arena, and it requires a whole different. Uh, level of backroom support and information, um, and you get into things that uh, you never were able to get into before or had an understanding of, but now that we've got the support staff behind us and we know where to go to gra- gather that information, that's what it affords you. Sure. Um, is is the opportunity for the bigger. Yeah, that's a, I bet stepping into that world is like a, it's like a, especially being in the business for so long, but then all of a sudden seeing all the resources available, you kind of go, oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's just like, you know, we've talked about one of yours. And, and I remember when you called me about that. And, and, and then today we were talking about it and how that account has grown. I would have never done what you guys did in pursuing that further because I would have been so nervous about it. Mm. But that's what I said earlier. You guys don't have any fear about trying to find out how to handle a situation. And I like that. That's important in today's world. That's cool. You need to be able to do that. I, I remember Taylor saying he had a conversation with you and uh, one of the piece, pieces of advice, by the way, there's if you're listening to this, there's always pieces of advice every time you sit down with Rick. So you just take <laughs> it and put it in your pocket. But I remember you saying it was one of the things you said, hey, look, just because it's a big account, don't think that you can't get it. It's not, it, it might not be that different, you know. Don't, don't, don't be afraid to take a swing. You know? Yeah, I think it was funny, I mean, in hindsight, but I think you were the one, one of the ones that kind of encouraged, hey, you know, maybe you can do it, you know. And, and our, he, you absolutely were. So which is cool to, you know, hear that three years later that you were actually a bigger influence on that than you would probably know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that may have been a conversation actually with, with Rod, but, uh, I do remember us talking about that yeah. and that being one of the nudges to say, you know what, I think we can do this, but that was the nudge of like, let's, let's just go do this and see what happens. So. Well, you know, I mean, you're sure it's be extraordinary. You guys are so positive about everything and it shows, and that's how you'll be successful is be positive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's very refreshing to see that because you can, um, get to where everything is seems to be as a challenge or a problem and you guys don't take it that way you you, you hit it a whole different direction and that's part of your success well, i appreciate that especially okay. in our Thank business you. right yes you know we're, we're we're definitely in a problem solving business every yes. day is uh you know you're delivering maybe not the best news so um or you're or you're helping somebody when in not a good situation right, right. They, they're not usually calling you because something's fine they're not usually calling you because uh, they're happy. They're usually calling you because they've got a claim. It's a disaster. It's a, a terrible situation. You're, you're the you know third, fourth call that they, they've gotten, and or they've got you know some information that you know might not have been ideal for a rate right. increase. So, yeah, outlook is um, especially important. I think that's one of the things too that I appreciate about these guys and this team is, I think in our industry we're a little jaded too. I think there's a negative tone. To, to an office environment because we get beat up so much. You know, our staff gets beat up. You know, they they four or five, six calls in a row. Someone maybe not be as, as polite as they could be. Um, and you kind of develop this thick skin a little bit to where, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've been in a, uh, uh, you know, I've been in a 
a room with all insurance agents, and sometimes it can get kind of wicked, man. <laughs> We're talking cynical about carriers. Room, right? Yeah, you can be cynical real quick. Um, and I think yeah. that's a slippery slope. So I appreciate that. That's something that we try to be intentional on. It's cool to hear somebody else say that. But, you know, I don't know. It, you, you'd probably drive yourself nuts if you didn't have, you know, a little bit of a, a, a decent outlook in our True. business, you know. True. You know, we did one thing at Cooper Sims. Years ago, um, when things were changing and, and we were trying to get accustomed to change, because a lot of people don't like change. And so, what's the name of that book? Uh, Who Moved My Cheese? Yes. So, yes. we bought everybody in the office that book and had them read it. And then we talked about it. And it was remarkable, the input that we got from the employees and their understanding of how to start thinking maybe a little different and understand things aren't always going to stay the same. Hmm. Uh, so, that was, a, that was a neat thing that we did there. Well, and, and that's an agency that would, you know, start in the 30s. So I'm sure there was plenty of the old. And so that's a, that's a harder shift for, for us. We started in 2011. It's like we, we're always paperless. We've always yeah. been. So we've had that opportunity where you had probably a whole other challenge and opportunity to, to shift some things that have been going on for decades. Yes. That's a that's a different set of challenges. I wanted to ask you something now. So how long have you been in the industry? Almost 35. Five? Since 87, yeah. what is that, 34, 35 years? It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Um, but, you know, and a wildly successful career to say the least. But if you were going to also speak to the young person, I know we talk to people all the time about, you know, you met a few of the staff and a lot of times, you know, hey, I'm in hospitality. I was just looking for an opportunity. Or it's just they didn't necessarily grow up and say, hey, I'm going to be an insurance agent when I grow up. Um, but what would you say now looking back three plus decades in the business that you'd say to a young person to say, hey, this, this, you know, this industry has this to offer. This opportunity has this to offer. You know, that's a good question. Um, if you go if you go around and uh, to friends you know who are in the insurance business and you ask them why did they get into it, I, I think you would probably hear a majority of the time by accident. Yeah. Um, I don't think many people go to college to get an insurance degree to get into the insurance business. I will tell you, I think it is the best kept secret out there. Um, the beauty of this business is you, you get to meet people, different people. You get to learn uh, how they make a living, yeah. different type of businesses, those that you think will be successful, those that may fail. Um, I've always enjoyed watching clients that come in with an idea, and I think that's going to be great, and it fails, or that's going to fail, and it's successful. So that's the interesting part of this business. Um, I think it's very rewarding. It has its challenges. Part of the reason I got into it after being in the paper business and doing sales, um, which I enjoyed, is it lost its challenge. So if you want a career that's challenging and tests you, um, this, is, this is an industry to get in. Um, it can be, like I said, very rewarding, um, but it's also very interesting, and I think people have a misconception about that. And there's so many types of insurance that you can get into, but uh, I mostly do property and casualty insurance, commercial insurance, personal insurance. In that area, um, there's always something changing, and it's always very interesting, in my opinion, of, of what you're facing each day. The caveat in that is I do property and casualty in Florida. <laughs> yes, that's even more challenging. <laughs> yeah. Yes, when you're sitting on a peninsula. Yes. Yeah, that was that one's an important one to, to to throw in there. Absolutely. Well, you know, this brings me back. So to kind of piggyback off where, where you're coming from, and obviously there's history there, but uh, we met before uh, you met my brother or or, or Rod, and uh, we met through a, a mutual friend. Um, 
believe it was Stan Pekavich uh, who recommended it come speak with you. I spoke with my dad. I was in college, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I, I, I actually was challenged with with employment. Let's just call it that way. I wasn't always the best. <laughs> I wasn't always the best person to have on your payroll. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Falling asleep on the job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, why do I have seven o'clock? Why? Yeah. Why yeah. do I need to be there at seven o'clock? I'll, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> So it, so anyway, yeah. Falling so asleep or are you getting there? Challenge, <laughs> challenged is, is the word I would use. But um, and I just, I turned to him one day. I'm like, Dad, I, there's something wrong with me. Like, this is, I just, I hate all this. Like, you know, like, um, and he's like, you need to go talk to 10 people in 10 different industries who have been successful. And this was the coolest piece of advice he gave me. He said, don't ask them about the job. Ask them about what their day looks like. What's the perfect day for That's them? That's a good question. Um, and you know, I, I listened to him and one of those calls was to Stan and he recommended I speak with you and, uh, you didn't know me from Adam and, uh, I gave you a call and he said, absolutely come on in and talk. And I don't know if you remember this, but I think you literally spent like two hours plus with me in your office. You know, there's this kid off the street, doesn't know him from Adam, successful, busy dude. And it's as if nothing else existed that day except for our conversation. And I took I took pages of notes, and I took away from so much, some of what you just said. I remember you talking about some specific accounts that, you know, you didn't think would be uh, anything, and they turned out to be these big, you know, accounts, and you loved watching, you know, people become successful of an idea. And, but anyway, it showed me, like, the true heart of who you were. Um, but still, to this day, you're telling that same story and that same thing, and, and that, that's how I know that's so genuine to you. But, you know, in front of these guys, I just want to tell you, that's probably one of the biggest reasons I got into the insurance business is because of that conversation. So um, spoke with a lot of the people and went along that journey, but something about that, and it wasn't necessarily about the fact that I went, okay, insurance is the deal. Um, you know, I, I had, I had wanted to do insurance because uh, the residual factor and lifestyle, but when I spoke with you about what the day looks like and what's available, if you, you know, if you, if you, if you make it in this business, that was a huge deal in setting the course for what is today. So well, I, I appreciate you. that. You know, the, the biggest misnomer out there is that insurance, all you do is play golf. Um, and that's a little <laughs> incorrect. Uh, golf does help in, in your career, <laughs> but it, it is. Oh, it we're going to get there. It is a very challenging <laughs> business, but it is a very interesting and rewarding uh, business as well. And uh, so I, it's, it's been good to me, and I've enjoyed it thoroughly, and I'm glad I met who I did to get into the business at the time. Well, let me ask you this. So the, one of the questions I had written down here, Rick, was, you know, obviously you're coming from the paper business. What is it about the insurance business that attracted you before you knew anything about it? Or maybe you did know some stuff about it. To be honest, I didn't know that much about it other than the job that I was doing was very routine. Every week I would see the same people on the same day at the same time. And it was very, you know, rewarding, but it just lost its challenge. And that's what it was. And I had seen um, a couple of other people who were in the insurance business. And I thought, you know, I'm going to give it a try. And I was very fortunate because my wife, uh, shortly after I got into the business, um, my wife uh, was is a CPA and had connected me to a rather large account um, to possibly talk to, and it was successful. And that kind of kick-started my career mm -hmm. and um, gave me the, the um, confidence to continue and to try to expand. And so it just went for there, from there. And um, I... I 
like I say, it's 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 a well kept secret. Mm-hmm. But uh, for those who I always enjoy talking to people who are considering getting into it, because I don't want them to have the opinion that, like I said, you play a lot of golf. There's a lot of people who think that. Um, but I'd like to let, let them know what the business is really about. And if, if that's what you like is a challenge, um, then then it's the business to get in. Yeah. I think about the saying, it says, uh, it's it's hard to compete against me when I want you to win too. And I, to me, you're you're that guy, right? It's like you know, a champion for the industry, but you, you've got your, you've got your company that you're key in running and you, you know, you guys have built it. You got to the point where you're able to sell it. You're still involved at a high level leadership wise, but you're still, you're still always willing to pour into, I mean, we're supposed to be competitors, right? But it's like, it's, it's, I just love the fact that everything that you speak and everything that you exude is can't compete against me because I want you guys to win too. I, I just, I have so much respect for that. It comes out, oozes out of you. Thank you. Yeah. I, by the way, I want to hit the golf thing right right on the head here. Um, it, we talk about uh, work-life integration a lot, right? And so you hear the work-life balance and certainly, you know, language aside, I, I get the work-life balance. You know, you want to make sure that, you know, your family life and your work life and that it's always kind of working to where one's not way out of balance, right? That's the concept. But we always talk about work-life integration, right? And, we, and to me, it's been the greatest gift because I'll go on a trip with customers just last week, some some great customers of ours, but we end up on the boat and we spend the whole day on the boat and we're together, we're with team members, we're with customers and we're our element. We're having fun and we're working and it's effective time, right? And you could argue that for us, there's probably no more effective time than doing that. Um, and so I think about that with golf, right? Where the work-life integration, where you kind of like your hobbies meet your work and it's effective for you to be on the golf course. Um, and I'm sure that's been a gift and, and, you know, I'm sure there's been more parts of your career that you played more golf than, than others. And, uh, so anyway, walk us through what, what, what does life look like now? What, what does life look like lately as far as, you know, what you're doing, how you're spending your time and kind of what areas of focus at this phase of your career and life that you're, you're kind of thinking about. So right now I do spend, uh, Probably not as much time um, working as I did in the past, if I want to be completely honest with myself. Uh, of course, a lot of the responsibilities that I had before 2015 have been lifted, uh, which is nice because it gives me time to focus on my book of business and the growth of that book of business. But um, I'm trying to enjoy things a lot more. I've been fortunate enough to have a wife of 41 years, and um, I finally talked her into trying to learn how to play golf. So I thoroughly that. enjoy that. That's great. Um, and so she and I have been doing that. And then I've got three great children uh, who have been very successful. And, and I have a, our first grandson on the way, which I'm extremely excited about. Congratulations. And Congrats. so we've, we've been able to uh, enjoy some things and, and, and sit back. And I'm getting to that age where a lot of my friends are. Um, that we're just starting to... to kind of still work and, and put in the hours in that respect, but I really enjoy uh, having the flexibility and, and the time to get out. I, I probably play a little bit more golf than I used to play, but a lot of it is with, with clients or friends, and, and, you know, that's what I enjoy doing now. So I will awesome. tell, it's amazing. You, you deserve it. And I will say that the quick story about the worst round of golf in my life was, was, uh, <laughs> so I'm dating this new girl who I'm now married to. We have two kids together, of course. And, and 
uh, you know, her, her name's Pinky and grew up best friends with Heather, Rick's daughter. And so I'm kind of getting acclimated to the group, right? I'm the new guy. And, and I'm sure it was like at Cosina one night, we're out having drinks and said, Hey, we got to get, you know, we had to get Taylor out to, to, to interlock. We got to get him on the golf course. And I'm sure Pinky was like, yeah, you know, Taylor plays golf. <laughs> and, uh, so somehow it got scheduled and like, I mean, I didn't play golf. I mean, I got like new clubs for Christmas, you know, like when I was 28 years old. And uh, anyway, I'm just like dreading this because I'm like, I hear these guys are actually pretty good golfers. This is a really nice club and, and interlocking and here it's a hard course. And so I remember getting out there. And of course, you guys couldn't be more welcome. We were playing with uh, you, your son, Drew uh, and and Clint um, McDaniels and, and all good golfers. Right. And. I remember, I don't know if it was you or Drew, but this is the kind of day it was for me. I showed up to the putting green, I, I blew up my putter, and Drew's like, hey, man, you, you still got the plastic on your putter. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, I'm already uncomfortable. Oh my this is my first time here. Um, thank God I tucked my shirt in. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, we, we got on hole. I think it wasn't, I wasn't until hole 17 then you gave me a little tip. But it was just one of those days where you couldn't hit the ball, right? Mm. The, and, and I just remember that, but you guys are so <laughs> gracious. But God bless your soul. And like hole 17, you're like, hey, man, maybe, maybe you try something new with your grip because. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever shot a basketball? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember getting in the car and I called Pinky and I'm like, unbelievable that you would do that to me what <laughs> what great guys but uh anyway we've come a long way since that was probably like 2014 or 15 but yeah, you're, hilarious. Well, you're, yeah. you're a stick now no i'm not but i can enjoy it quite a bit more so and that's what a part of the funny conversation drew and i were texting back and forth and i've you know found out i'm having a son and, and he's born and drew texts me and i said I, i'm gonna and i'm gonna need you to give him golf lessons because clearly i'm not and he said he said i couldn't agree with you more buddy. So, it's very clear oh, to interlocking so incoming club president that will be coming up next year how about that yeah we'll see i'll let you know how that goes speaking of <laughs> yeah, taking more excited. time for myself you're gonna jump right into the yeah, fire there yeah we're excited I, I really enjoy that that's you know that's a that's uh that's right up my um uh, hobby right there and, yeah. and and i enjoy being out there it's a great club um great membership so we're we're excited about it's that. a big deal it, it takes some time but it's enjoyable it's extremely enjoyable. that's great yeah so we're it, very fortunate you know when the day comes that you ever retire they're gonna have a hard time getting you to stop playing in traffic you, know what <laughs> I mean? you are the king of playing in traffic man oh. and you just love it which oh. is which is super fun well man thank you for being here Guys, thank you so much. Uh, this is really neat. I've never done this. It's kind of fun. I love I love the concept of what you guys are doing, and I think it's terrific. It, it's a true honor to have you here, man. I, again, I, I know you've heard some stories about ways you've impacted us and mentored us, whether you know it or not. And I know that I, I, I won't speak for the three of us, but I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's meant a ton to me. So yeah, well, that, having you here is amazing. That's very nice of you guys. Thank you so much, and I wish you all the best of success because you're going to have it. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much gracious as it gets man well if you guys enjoyed the podcast uh please share it today um tell you what anybody who needs a a, a burst of inspiration just listen to five minutes of this one mr rick avron thank you for being on the show my man i appreciate it thank you have a great day all right remember guys be extraordinary <laughs>